Welcome back, Warriors, to yet another mm, impromptu podcast. If you tuned in last week, you know that that was definitely an impromptu podcast. As I stated last week, I was sitting on my couch praying, processing, outlining the year, and I had thoughts come to me I wanted to share. This week is slightly impromptu, but it is inspired by events that are currently happening. I want to make what is happening privately public. Now, I wish to do that for a couple of reasons. First, let me clarify and make sure that it is known, like we've said in many podcasts, we are not here to gossip, slander, or take our revenge. We're above that. That's not what's happening here. This is not to attack people. What this is, is a way for people to be heard. I'm very tired of people being silenced and I am very tired of the game that is being played in this organization that I was a part of. I think it's important that people know what is happening, why it's happening, and what is behind all of it. So allow me to paint you a picture before we dive into a few things. When we started the Enough series, in the Warriors Community Podcast. We created a strong community. Some people have come forward to say, hey, me too, I was hurt, I was abused, and I knew those people would come forward. But some people I did not know would come forward. Some people I never knew at all, and they found me. Listening to these people speak, and I'm, I'm watching conversations happen, and people are beginning to heal People are beginning to process some for the very first time. And a lot of people for the first time are feeling the weight of what actually happened to them. Now, of course, with that comes some anger, some hurt, maybe a little bit of offense, all of which is normal when you first begin to acknowledge and feel what actually happened to you. From these conversations people are having, they have been able to reconnect with people from their past They've been able to uncover memories that were either forgotten or suppressed. They've put puzzle pieces together with missing information, missing memories, or or missing reality that now they can finally have complete an understanding for. People have also begun to say, that's enough, not just for me, but it's enough for everyone. And we want people to know that enough is enough. One way that has started is by posting reviews on that organization's podcast. Now, no names will be mentioned. There will be no titles. I will not give you the podcast for good reasons, but I am going to read you some reviews. This is from the Apple podcast. I'm going to read you some reviews directly so that you understand what's going on. Then I want to explain what's behind it. We have a review that was left in November of 2022. It states, one star review. The pastor writes sermons around people or members who she does not like, agree with, or considers to be demonically possessed or oppressed. She name drops them in sermons and will use people as a public example to control and manipulate. This is a tactic she has used For many years, there is a large group of ex-members who have been embarrassed, humiliated, or traumatized by this pastor's teaching and discipleship. Is that not something we have discussed on this very podcast? I think it is. On December 15th, we have another one-star review. Pharisees. Members of a party that believed in resurrection and in following the legal traditions that were ascribed not to the Bible but to the traditions of the fathers. This pastor and her ministry leaders are Pharisees, aka hypocrites. They lie, manipulate, control, and use the word of God to condemn others. Run fast. Matthew 23. I certainly can't disagree with that statement either. Now let's take a look at another one-star review that was posted. Again, this was posted in December. This pastor is a divorce preacher who's responsible for many shady, borderline, criminal, moral, and business ethics in the past, such as, embe- such as embezzling, employee mistreatment, tax fraud, and evasion by declaring her business as a church. And as other reviewers have pointed out, 
sharing slanderous testimonies of others without permission and using the Lord's name for her own self-righteous agenda. If this sounds like someone you would want to hear your sermons from, then by all means, subscribe. Don't say we didn't warn you. Now I want to focus on this a little bit. One, I don't know who left this review. I know who the others were, but this is the only one. I don't know who this person was. They sure do seem to know quite a lot about that ministry and who the lead pastor is though. So if you're listening and you left that review, please identify yourself. I would love to know you. That's just a side note. Now there are really, really big statements that are made here. Embezzling, employee mistreatment, tax fraud, evasion, criminal activity. I mean, we've got criminal and civil cases potentially here. These are quite the claim. We have another one star review that says this. This was posted in January, the beginning of January 2023. Her teachings are good, but unfortunately she uses other people as examples without their permission in effort to call them out or embarrass them. She vilifies anyone who doesn't fully agree with her teachings. She is the hero in all of her stories. She is not open to other opinions or ideas about the word of God. She believes if you disagree with her theology, you are disagreeing with God himself. Now let's read another one-star review. This was also left in January of 2023. It is titled, Deliverance Equals Re-Traumatization. Such a sad happening of an organization. As a former member who left by choice and was labeled a witch, this podcast, Behind the Curtain, does not do what the speaker claims. I have had to go through therapy just to undo things this leader that leans heavily on what is termed deliverance had done to me. I had at several points tried to reach out afterwards to have a conversation about things that were spoken about me and my family because we left. But instead of confronting on their part, I was left on red text and ignored even in person. This organization protects and promotes sexual predators while blaming the victims for attracting the quote-unquote demonic entity. There is no justice for anyone because things are dealt with quote in-house rather than reported. These current reviews posted from current members have been left in response to the victims and people who have left like me who have decided enough. I can't believe this organization continues to not only be unhealthy, but on purpose be a space where you will be used, abused, and mislabeled for the speaker's own agenda of financial gain, control of persons, and ultimately a power trip. Because there remains a scared little girl who could not bring her daddy back from the dead to save her from the mess she created herself. Wow. Let me clear up this last part, a scared little girl who couldn't bring her daddy back from the dead. So the lead pastor is the daughter of a pastor who died about five or six years ago. When this person is claiming that this organization protects sexual predators, she's not just claiming it, it is very true. There are people who have molested little children. There are men who have raped and sexually coerced and sexually harassed and stalked women. I was one of them. And those men are protected because the belief is, as this person states, that demonic entities usually come on the female and that is what attracts these men to do the things that they do. These men never would have done these horrible things, these illegal things, if they were not tempted by the demonic entity, which on a side note really bothers me because ultimately what, what that belief says about men is that men are too weak to rise above the temptation and the demonic force. I think says a lot about the teachings and I think it says a lot about the men who are protected. This is a very bold, ballsy review, but it's true. Why was it posted? Some people might be wondering that. It sounds so mean. Maybe some of these reviews I've read come across so mean. Well, I don't find it mean. I find it very truthful and factual. These are people's real personal experiences. These are people who 
have evidence of sexual predators being protected, of men who have raped women being protected, of women who have been held down and forced into deliverances. These are people who have experienced an enormous amount of abuse who are posting this publicly in a review as a warning to others who may listen to this podcast and think it's great having no clue what's really going on here. Lastly, to address the statement this reviewer made about how the current good reviews are in response to victims who have decided that it is enough. Well, we're going to get there. I've got just another review to read to you, and then I'm going to get to the good reviews that have been left in response, again, to those who have said that they have had enough. This review, also posted mid-January of 2023, is a one-star review entitled, Avoid This Organization Like the Plague. There is some truth in these sermons that is unfortunately mixed up in an incredible amount of spiritual and religious abuse, and that is what makes this organization so dangerous. This organization preaches that God has grace everlasting for us, yet shows so much judgment, hatred, and disdain for those who do not agree with them and for those who they believe are quote-unquote living in sin. These members are instructed to openly show that they refuse to associate with with people they believe to be witches, a label they give those who do not agree with them, who they believe to be in quote-unquote rebellion, not people who truly practice witchcraft. For those living what they believe to be a sinful lifestyle, anyone who does not profess to believe in God or for those they believe aren't sold out to God. Those who are not in full-time paid ministry positions, they have gone out of their way to show their disapproval of all of these people, to point that to the point that illegal activities and crimes have been either committed or covered up, or both, by multiple members. The Jesus and grace that they preach is not the Jesus and grace the Bible tells us about, and this quote-unquote ministry should be avoided at all costs. Once again, we have people who are not only claiming that there is illegal activity, but they know it. They have evidence. They are witnesses to criminal activity. And notice how often the word witch is used in all of these reviews. Like this reviewer has stated, usually if you disagree, if you ask too many questions, if you go against what is taught and what you are told, typically you are given that label. There are a lot of witches. And like this reviewer also stated, these are not people who actually practice witchcraft. These are people who are in rebellion and they believe that rebellion is witchcraft based on several verses in the Bible that say rebellion is witchcraft. So if you are quote-unquote rebellious, which is what they typically define as rebellious, then you are a witch. And now for the last one-star review. Then we will get to the five-star reviews in response to everything I have just read to you. This was posted at the end of January 2023. Hypocrisy at its finest. One star. They say God loves everyone, yet they don't think they have to follow those same guidelines, especially if you don't agree with them or believe the same way. They condone and participate in abusive and illegal activities, and it's very confusing to know the extent of what they've done as well as what they have covered up, and still believe that they are sharing truth. I know for a fact that multiple members have sexually abused multiple people, and it is shocking that they are not in jail. How can you preach that God is love, yet show the total opposite to the people who are supposed to demonstrate his love too? In multiple reviews, we have stated 
criminal activity, illegal activity, covered up crimes, sexual predators, sexual abuse. Now, again, why have we done this? I repeat myself to make sure that I am clear. You cannot masquerade as a ministry who preaches the gospel and who represents God's character and still do the things that you have done. It is time to expose the truth. So people want this posted and reviews so that the truth is known and for any innocent bystander who happens across these podcasts or who maybe has shared this podcast by one of the members can go and read these reviews and hopefully it raises some red flags and hopefully it compels you to investigate the accusations and the claims that are being made here. These are all of the one-star reviews from that Apple podcast. I would say that they all align. And like I said, I know all but one who wrote them. And I've heard their stories. And quite honestly, they align with dozens and dozens other stories that have been told to me privately. These are just people who were so bold as to post them publicly in a review. So let me explain why people are so angry that they're willing to leave reviews like that. Well, because they're tired of being abused. They're tired of being vilified. They're tired of hearing their names or their story come up in sermons. And I will say, sometimes that pastor does a good job at covering her behind. I won't curse on this podcast. Sometimes she does tell stories and she'll share someone's embarrassing story or share something that was shared with her privately, publicly. And if you know, you know. Just like if you listen to this podcast, if you know, you know. But she won't name names every time. And I don't know how many times I myself have sat in the room. I have heard her call me out specifically in front of an entire room of several dozen people and share something privately that was told to her in a sermon. Or just call me out and take something that I told her, twist it, lie about it in front of me to everybody else. It's not only happened to me, it has happened to X member after X member. So people are very tired and they want others to know to stop listening to this crap. Stop listening to it. It's not even biblical. I myself went back and listened to several of other sermons, which was excruciating, by the way. It was really hard to make it through even the few sermons that I listened to from this past year in 2022. But I wanted to go back and think, wait, wait, wait. Is it really not that biblical? Like, am I taking things out of context? I always like to check myself. I think that's important. But the more I listened, the more ridiculous and unbiblical I really found it. Let me read to you a few good reviews that were posted by current members of this organization in an attempt to bring the ratings back up again. Current members of the organization have posted five-star reviews with wonderful ratings in order to bring them back up. Here's what I can guarantee you, just because I know. I can guarantee you that the lead pastor saw the bad reviews, knows who several of those people are, and in an attempt to retaliate, has told the current members to go leave good reviews because they're trickling in, and I guarantee you, especially after this podcast, there will be more good reviews from those current members. I know who two out of three of these good reviews are from. This one, I don't know who this person is, but they posted in January 2023. Five stars saying, one of the most anointed teachers of our time. This pastor searches out the heart of God and then writes of the revelations in her weekly podcasts. She uses hilarious stories, often of herself, to drive the point home. If increasing boldness for the Lord and becoming more than a mediocre, lukewarm Christian is on your list for 2023, then subscribe and start listening. First of all, I'm just going to have to acknowledge this. One of the most anointed teachers of our time. Who else are you listening to? I guarantee you, you're not listening to a lot of other people because I know I was told when I started listening to Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, Chris Belton, Danny Silk, Todd White, people like that. Like, oh yeah, they're good. Listen to them. But beware. I remember an entire meeting about how we were to be cautious and careful about the teachings from other 
churches. And I know that even the churches in that small town have been contacted by the lead pastor and her minions multiple, multiple times to correct them in their theology and told to correct their sermons and to correct what they have done to disciple and mentor their church. In this ministry, you don't even have time to go listen to other preachers, teachers, sermons. Your time is so filled with activities, events, fundraisers, mission trips, mission trip training, mission trip prepping, worship nights, meeting after meeting, and Bible study after Bible study, and practice after practice. There is no time to go to another church or really be that involved. I know in my time there, they preached that it is so important to be planted and rooted in a church home. And they encouraged you to go out and be involved in your church. Yet, if your church that you were attending conflicted with anything going on in this ministry, you were to choose that ministry. And they intentionally planned Bible studies, worship nights, etc., etc., during times that the churches in that small town were having events. So th- th- there's no time to go and listen to other people. Now, if you are listening to other teachers or preachers, they are approved by her. Every now and then, the lead pastor will invite a very small handful of people that she likes and trusts to come and speak and teach and prophesy. But outside of that, there there is no one else that you're listening to unless it was approved by her. So how can you make such a claim that she's one of the best teachers and speakers of all time? I'm, I'm just curious. So I'm very curious, whoever you are that left this review, if you're listening, like I've said before, it's been confirmed that a lot of the current members are listening to this podcast. So I'm just so thrilled that you're here. Who else are you listening to? Please tell me. And she often uses hilarious stories often about herself. That's true to a degree. She does use funny stories that are about herself. If you actually go and listen to her sermons, she's like the God and the Savior of every one of her stories. Please notice that. Please notice that she is the hero 100% of the time. And when she tells stories about you or any other member of that organization, oftentimes you're going to find how that ex-member or current member, whatever, didn't do something correctly, was demonically possessed, oppressed, uh, didn't see things clearly, messed up, etc., etc., until she got involved. Honestly, have you ever been used in a sermon and the message was positive? Even if it was all in the name of joking and fun, was it positive? It's likely not. Rarely. Does she ever use any member as an example without poking fun at them, making fun of them, or humiliating them in front of everybody else? If if you have been used as an example and it was about something you did right, something you did that was honoring, something that she is proud of you for, please let me know. You know where to find me. The next review in an attempt to up the stars is from someone I do know. Now I'll read you the review first. Bold and practical, five stars. When she speaks, it is something she is invested in and wants others to invest in so we can be successful. She paints pictures using stories and has a flow when she speaks. The things she teaches are personal. Oh, they certainly are personal. She uses scriptures, her experience, and other stories to weave together a lesson that we can apply to every day. Now, this is a great review. She wants us to be successful. Okay, okay. Let me challenge you. I know who you are. Think about the history of ex-members of this ministry, okay? Let's think about the Great Divide. All of us have heard about it. It is the people who leave the ministry on good terms with this lead pastor, meaning that they 
graduate, they married the person the pastor wanted them to marry, they are in full-time ministry or on the mission field full-time, which is what true sold-out Christians do, and they still abide by the same theology and quote-unquote rules that the lead pastor has set. Those people are sold out for God, living their best lives. But then there is a large number of people who have left the ministry on bad terms. And we either don't talk about them at all, and when their name is brought up, you are shut down from asking further questions, or they are crazy, demon-possessed, they are of this world. They are in witchcraft. I mean, there's a laundry list of reasons why there is an extremely large group of people who have been completely cut off, excommunicated, and are practically of the devil. Now that was there even in my time. And even when I was sold out to this ministry, I questioned in the back of my mind, why is there either people who are deeply loved and protected or people who are hated? That's a problem. And the fact that the group that is hated is so large tells me that there's a large number of people who are not successful. Okay, now think about this. Think about the people who have been through multiple deliverances for the same thing. And they still are not delivered. Again, I would say that that is a leadership and a theology problem. I myself have been taken through deliverance several hundred times for a spirit of lust that never left. And it was my fault that it never left. But it wasn't until I was in therapy by a licensed professional who was able to address me as a whole person as opposed to a one-dimensional person who only was going to be dealt with spiritually and not mentally, emotionally, or physically, was I finally healed. I was finally able to go back and understand why I was having sex all the time. But deliverance didn't work on me. How many other people did deliverance not work on? How many people have left that ministry that you know of who are now atheists, agnostics, they're sexually confused, they are confused about their religion, their politics, that is not success. Nobody can say that that is success. And if you sit there and think that it is just their fault, you are incorrect. If you sit there and think that it is because of some demonic power that came over so many people, you're wrong. I would say that is a theological and a leadership issue. That is on the lead pastor and the leaders that she has trained. This is not success. Now let's think about all of the members ex-members and current members alike, who cannot be themselves. You can't say what is really on your mind to anyone because we're all watchdogs, right? We have all been sent to spy on each other, to report back what the other person has said or done. There is no trust and we all know that. We all know that we're being stalked. I've had many people stalk me, and, and quite honestly, I've done it to others. And you know in the back of your mind when you're sitting in your car and you're waiting to see if so-and-so really does come out of this guy's house because that means that they really were sleeping with that person, you know that there's something wrong with that, but yet we do it to survive. We all present a certain way the way that we think the lead pastor wants us to in order to get by. So therefore we suppress what we really think and feel and have to say and we hide the bad habits, we hide the porn, the drugs, the smoking, the alcohol. Or if we get caught in it, then we do the deliverance, we say the prayer, 
we repent, we do all the things, and then we move on and don't talk about it again unless we have to. This is not success. There is a cycle of people who can't be themselves. They are not able to address the bad behavior, the bad habits, because we're only addressing one dimension of a person. We're not addressing the person as a whole, and we're not allowing room for people to have different thoughts and opinions. So as long as you morph into whom you're supposed to be, you're fine. This is not success. I would also say that you are correct when you said she shares stories about her experiences and others' stories to weave together a lesson we can apply to every day. You are correct. She does that. She's used my story quite a bit to prove her point. And the story of Angela, Amanda, and countless others about how our witchcraft, our lust, our brokenness, and our trauma has caused issues. Now, this is coming from a girl who herself has experienced quite a lot of trauma. That began when she was younger. This is someone who has been involved with this organization for, I would say, 10 to 15 years. Now, let's go to the last. This is my favorite. The last five-star review that was posted. This is by someone very special. I'll read it to you first. This was posted just earlier this last week. Truth it is a gift in these times. Five-star review. With so many pastors and Christians that tiptoe around the evil in culture it is, refreshing and life-giving to hear truth. The truth offends you at first, but if you continue to listen to it, it will set you free. I am so thankful for the truth spoken to members that turned my life around. This is from a man who claims to be my ex-boyfriend. Now, when I say he claims, let me paint you another picture. I've got a lot on this guy, and I'm really excited to talk about it because I also know that he's listening. I was not his girlfriend. Now, did we mess around? Yes, we did. Was that right of me? No, it wasn't. Did I take advantage of him? Yes, I did. All right? I want you to hear it from me. I'm owning my story, okay? I'm owning what I did. Now, my belief at the time was you can mess around with someone. And when I say that, I mean make out, have some moral sex. And that doesn't mean you're a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It just means you're friends with benefits. So we did do that for a little time and anytime he referred to me as his girlfriend, I corrected that. Anytime others referred to me as his girlfriend, I corrected that. When I was on a mission trip, my ex-fiance first told me he loved me then. Now on this mission trip, before my ex-fiance first professed his love, I had a conversation with this guy who left the review. He kept thinking that I was his girlfriend, although I had stated many times that I wasn't. So I told him, because all of us were on this trip, that I wanted to go and be left alone. I made it clear. I was there, single, we were not together, like I had stated many other times before. My ex-fiance knew that this guy and I had made out and we had been friends and there was some back and forth going on between us and he still professed his love to me anyway. I'm not really sure if these two know about that. They're best friends now who both claim that they dated me and I went back and forth between them forever and ever and this is also a really good opportunity for me to correct a narrative that is untrue. Now again they say they've bonded and become the best of friends because they dated me. Well like I said I wasn't dating this guy who just left the review I read to you and my ex-fiance first told me he was in love with me and told me why and as I've stated before the reason I started dating my ex-fiance is because I was basically told that Girls like me don't have a choice. Girls like me don't get the guy you really want. You get what you deserve. So I believed I deserved him. Therefore, when he said, I love you, I said, okay. And we started dating, which made everybody else in the organization really mad because apparently I was this guy's girlfriend who left the review. So I was told to break up with him, even though I 
declared over and over again and was adamant that I was never his girlfriend. But I broke up with him anyway because that's what I was strong-armed into doing. And at the time, I wasn't strong enough to really hold a good boundary. So these two believe I dated both of them when I didn't. I really made out with, messed around with one and actually dated the other. Now this guy who left the review also is someone who did not fully have sex with me. He didn't fully have sex with several girls that I know. But what he did do was happily have oral sex. And guess what? All of that oral sex was never his fault. In fact, every single, and are you listening? Every single girl that he ever dated, messed around with, was physical with in any form has come to me. And we've talked. Only one actual ex-girlfriend who this guy dated before I came along her and I were friends at the time, and she talked to me then. That was well over 10 years ago. The rest of the ex-girlfriends or so-called girlfriends have spoken with me just within the last few months. And all of them, 100% across the board, have stated that they all f either felt pressured by him or were like me, just thinking they were having some fun or were told it was lighthearted and then they were vilified. Then they were told it was their fault. Any sexual activity that happened was because of the female's spirit of lust that drew him in, that he was victimized by, he could not help himself, and he succumbed to her sexual powers, and then he would go and turn those women in, just like he turned me in. He turned me in for messing around and causing him to sin and took no responsibility for it, and the lead pastor held him responsible for nothing and held me responsible for everything, the same as the lead pastor and every leader has done with every girl this guy has messed around with. This guy also dated a girl and she said laid there as he did things to her. And she thought because he was 10 years older and because he was a leader in this organization that she should let it happen. Later, he turned her in and she was taken into a forced deliverance for what he did to her. Another story that I can tell you about is his most recent ex-girlfriend that I've actually heard several people tell me the same story on. He was sent to her to date her in order for her to become sold out. Now that's very common in this ministry. The lead pastor will create meetings with leaders and discuss who needs to break up and who needs to get together. Now the reasons vary. Sometimes it's just because the pastor believes one person is better than the other and they shouldn't be together. Sometimes it's because she's mad at one person and likes the other person and wants them to break up for that reason. Sometimes you're not sold out. So she will send someone to date you in order to make you sell out. Now, that was why he was sent. The reason that they broke up is because the girl apparently was not selling out like she was supposed to. So therefore, he was told break up. So he has allowed the lead pastor to dictate who he does and does not date. He also has inserted himself as Lord and Savior to almost all of his ex-girlfriends in an attempt to get them to sell out. All of this from a man who actually has stalked several women, but most recently is his last ex-girlfriend. He has been sent to follow her as she drives. He's been sent to follow her to her house, to stay outside of her home, to come check on her at work. She works for the ministry. So he comes in and out multiple times a day, making sure that his eyes are on her and he reports back to the lead pastor what she does or doesn't do and says or doesn't say. This is a man who has not created trust or safety for women because he stalks them, he preys on them, 
and then claims to be victimized by them. He turns on them, he throws them under a bus, all for his own ego and pride. This is also a man who is very high up there in the leadership. This man has also witnessed illegal activity that he sweeps under the rug or says that it is fine in the name of God. And I have had other people in that organization sit and tell me that the lead pastor and her sidekick themselves will laugh and joke behind his back and call him a pussy and call him a coward and a weak man because he will do whatever he is told. He is easy to manipulate. He is a yes ma'am. And he is the one that they send in just because they know they can. Does this sound like a man who is a lover of truth? It doesn't sound that way to me. It doesn't sound like a strong man. It doesn't sound like a healthy man. It doesn't sound like a godly man. So for him to leave a review about the truth and how it can be offensive at first, do you feel offended? Because what I'm speaking is the truth. So I'm curious to see if you feel relieved that somebody sees you and what you're doing and the patterns that you have and the history that you have with women and the history of being a coward that you have. And I'm curious to see if you feel better about that or if you feel offended because I know you're listening. I would dare say the common denominator in every crazy, quote-unquote crazy, woman that you have dated, slept with, messed around with, whatever, you are the common denominator. A good, healthy, strong man would never, ever do to a woman the things that he has done. A good, strong, healthy, godly man who claims to be a lover of truth would never cover up crimes. He would never cover up illegal activity. He would never defend a rapist. He would never suggest that a female friend of his date someone who is addicted to porn, who is buying prostitutes, who is a known liar, a known manipulator, and who does dirty illegal business. He would never encourage that. He would protect her from that. And a good, strong, healthy man who loved truth would never prey upon a woman and do sexual things to her and then turn it around and blame her for the sin that he committed. That is not a thing. Good, strong, healthy, godly men take responsibility for their actions. They are protective. They are trustworthy. They are respectable. They own their mistakes they are able to admit their mistakes, and they are not victims. So I find the review that he left so fascinating. This is a man who has sexually coerced several women. This is a man who is a coward and has been deemed a coward by the lead pastor herself. This is a man who is almost 40. He is not married. He's been single for a while. He only dates whom he has permission to date from the lead pastor, so I say all of this again to call you out because I know you're listening. Are you offended yet? I know the truth hurts, at least when you hear it at first. So to the man who left the good review on that ministry's podcast in an attempt to ignore the accurate accusations that have been made in those reviews and bring the ratings back up because you do as you're told, I hope that you hear this last part. And I also hope my ex-fiance is listening. And I hope that if the lead pastor and the sidekick are not listening, that word gets back to them about what I'm about to say. You're all looking on the social media. Some of you still have my phone number. I made it very clear on this podcast how to contact me. Contact me. Go ahead. If anything has been said on this podcast that is inaccurate, untrue, and completely false or made up, please contact me and let's chat about it. A good, strong, healthy, godly pastor, leader, or just human being 
should hear the things that are being said and at least do a self-check-in and go, wait, 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 wait. Was that me? Did I cause that? Am I remembering this correctly? Do I have something to correct or fix with this person? And then you should go to them. This is biblical, right? You should go to them and you should ask, what happened? Is there anything that needs to be fixed between us? If I was that person, I am so sorry. And like I said in my podcast last week, I did have a man who was a member of this organization who listened to the podcast and contacted me specifically to apologize just in case he was one of those men that was abusive. And thank God he wasn't. But what humility and character that showed. Just this week, I had another man reach out to me to say the same thing. And unfortunately, he was one of those men, to a degree, not as bad. But you know what was so brave and so humble and respectable about that man who did cause some issues is he owned it. He took responsibility and he said, I know that I said this and I did that and I am sorry. And not only did we fix it, not only was there forgiveness, but there was healing on both sides. It wasn't just healing for me. It was also healing for him. So (laughs) to the man who wrote this review, to my ex-fiance, guys, you are only the abuser as long as you choose to be. And it is not too late for you to actually face it. And I know it's going to be hard for you to face and you will have to eat dirt, but it will at least be respectable for you to make a phone call or send a text and say, yes, I did do that. Don't blame someone else for what you've done. Own it. Don't blame all of us girls for, or the, the, the demons for your actions. Don't do that. Take responsibility for yourself, for your behavior, for your words. Own it. And you, you have no idea the actual healing that could come forth because you were man enough to take responsibility and apologize. I don't know if you will. I don't, I, I don't know if you will. It'll, it'll take you laying down your pride and your ego in order to do that. You will have to own a lot. But I'm, I'm just saying I'm here. So as every other woman who has been victimized by you, you know who you've stalked. You know who you've coerced. You know who you harassed. You know who you had sex with and or raped. You know who you mess with. And if you want to apologize and be man enough to try to bridge a gap and bring some healing and do what a lot of men aren't willing to do, if you want to be that guy, you know where to find it. You'll find us if you want. You'll find us. To the lead pastor and her sidekick, Maybe the offense is different. You even preach that God can do anything and that no one is too far gone. So let's play a game called worst case scenario. Okay? Worst case scenario. I am a witch. So is every other woman who's been on this podcast. I did make it up. I am making complete lies publicly about all of you. Okay. As a good, healthy, strong, godly pastor and leader, is it not biblical that you at least do your part by reaching out and going, hey, hey, where did this come from? Can we talk about this? Can we try to come to some resolve? But none of you have ever done that. What if you changed the way you do things, and what if you tried something new? 
you know where to find me. You know how to contact me. You know where to find all the other women who have been on this podcast. I'm just throwing it out there. What if you did the hard thing, but the right, noble, honorable, godly thing? What if you did that? What if you lived what you preached? Lastly, for anyone who was or is an abuser or a perpetrator, anyone who has or is currently contributing to hurting other people by your words or your actions, if you can think of an offense that you have made, if you can think of someone who may be hurt by you, I would challenge you to go right your wrong. I would challenge you whether you think that you're wrong or not doesn't matter. If you can think of a person who is offended, hurt, or has been harmed because of you, I would suggest that you speak with them. I believe that there is no one who is too far gone. I believe that at any point you can stop and you can turn around and you can do things differently. I believe that God gave us free will and allows us to make our own decisions, which is preached in this organization, ironically enough. You know that you have free will. You know that you can change what you do and say. You can change your life if you want to, but you can also remain the abuser if you want to. You can remain the perpetrator if you want to. You can leave a trail of people who have been hurt by you if you want to. I would strongly suggest for those of you listening who are current members, do a self-evaluation. Think about whom you may have hurt whom you may need to speak with. Think about what are you currently saying and doing and doesn't actually honor God and does it actually honor other people. Thank you everyone who listened to this podcast today. Thank you everyone who have been listening and who have been so supportive. We have new ways for you to actively be involved in the Warriors community. We have created a Warriors Community Facebook group. Now, in this group, we can chat with each other. This is a place where you can make your own posts to inspire, equip, and empower others. We can inspire people by sharing our stories. We can equip people by sharing our resources. And we can empower people by asking and answering questions. I cannot wait for this community to grow stronger and to grow in numbers as we develop a a community of people who are inspired, who are equipped to start something new, to change their lives, and who feel empowered in their lives. So I have provided in the show description a link for you to click on as an invitation to you to join the community. We hope to see you all there. Thank you for listening, and you will hear from us again next Tuesday.